Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bullet Points. It's a video game podcast all about video games where you shoot guns. Uh, we have a real treat for you this time because this game that we're talking about today has a lot of guns. At one point, you can even hold two guns at once and shoot both of them, which is uh, pretty hardcore and extreme. We're talking about 2010's Call of Duty Black Ops, also known as Blops. I am joined. Dun, 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 dun. I was thinking of actually like starting it by doing that, but I was like, I don't know, it might be weird with the music fading out. And <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm Reed McCarter. I'm kind of hosting this. Uh, you might know him as Yusuf Cole. You might know him as special agent. Uh... Sea dog, codenamed Yusuf, deep cover. Yusuf, what do the numbers mean? I don't know, man. I don't even know if Yusuf's a real name. <laughs> Tell me. I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, I think they gave me so many guns. <laughs> it's, if you got a problem, you can always sort it out. If you have a lot of guns, uh, that's what. If, if this game has anything to teach us, then that is it. That's what video games have taught me. Um, so I guess brief preamble on this. Uh, 2010, like I said. Um, entry to long-running Call of Duty. I think this game kind of came out at the the height of Call of Duty mania. Which I guess has not really ever completely gone away. But for some reason Black Ops feels like it was sort of um, a time when these games were... People were just going nuts for them. They just loved them. They couldn't get enough of them. Um, it's made by Treyarch, who are one of the studios that uh, is kind of in the rotation of making Call of Duty games so they can get them out every year. It's a game set in the 1960s, Cold War game. Um, I guess we'll discuss more about it. You play as mainly this character who's a CIA agent. Um, or is that even right? Yeah, he's a CIA agent. Uh, and he uh, there's this frame story where this guy's yelling at you where uh, Ed Harris I think is yelling at you about what numbers what these numbers mean <laughs> and uh, you go through <laughs> all these you don't, you don't Ed Harris yet to yell at you he's yelling at you all the time and you're voiced by that guy from Avatar who can't do an American accent and, is he uh, trying to do an American accent? I think so they're <laughs> like yeah he's born in Alaska they could have just said he was born in Australia and like came to America when he was eight. That that would have that would have fixed it all up. Anyway, you like play through all these flashbacks as he sort of Forrest Gumps his way through a, a series of Cold War nineteen uh, sixties iconography. Um, that's not a great way to put it. Iconography. Anyway, whatever. That's we'll I'm sure get into more of these details. You don't need to know too much about the framework, and we'll. We'll discuss more of it, I'm sure, as we go along. So I guess the basic question, Yusuf, did you like it? I did not. <clears throat> um, and it might, might be because it didn't age very well. Like, it's not a very nice, like, fun-to-look-at game. No. Um, <clears throat> but it's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, and I, I've played a lot of the Call of Duty games. It's generally, like, a fun sort of shooting gallery um where you can kind of 
embrace the 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 bombast, the Michael Bay visuals and esque. Michael Bay esque. I don't think Michael Bay actually made the visuals, but if you you know picture a Michael Bay movie and <clears throat> you kind of nailed ninety nine percent of like what happens in Call of Duty games, and like generally it's fun to to get to engage in that level um, where you're kind of playing the super soldier action hero. Um, but for whatever reason, this game, uh, I wasn't, I didn't feel like, like, I felt like it had some fun ideas, but I also, like, did, they didn't feel, like, fresh enough, or they didn't feel successful enough, either, um, to, to warrant, to, to make the game actually fun to play, or, or interesting to play. Like, I think the plot was very, like, predictable and dumb. <laughs> um, and like I, I don't know like I don't think it was trying to be that clever but it definitely like it just felt extremely extremely like simplistic for you know a movie or a game like that takes precedent from say like the Manchurian Candidate or like cold, like kind of Cold War movies where they're like secret agents that are Im- that are implanted or like um, sleeper agents that are implanted by foreign operatives so it, it takes some of that um those story beats but it's just like not it, i don't think i don't know if it actually works that well with the call of duty formula which is like kind of plopping you in kind of cold into various missions and not giving a lot of context and then also switching between characters mm-hmm. and all of that kind of adds up to a muddled experience and also uh there was just a lot of like not really enjoying the firefights Actually, the only the only time I really enjoy the firefights was, was when you get the two guns. That shit's great. Whenever whenever I could get the two guns, that was way that's how I approach things. Really. Um. Yeah. Like it's kind of that was fun because maybe it was just like playing. Or were you playing with a, a gamepad or a mouse and keyboard? I was playing with the. <laughs> I pulled my PS3 out. Oh hell is yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I had... Yeah. I wonder if it was a PC version, but like, like. I was playing the PC and like the aiming just was like kind of felt weird and like I like it just felt like a, even on normal mode it was just like a, a bit of a there was a lot of like areas where it would become a slog mm. um, mm-hmm. and where like I would have to kind of peek out try and get some pot shots off and, and like you don't like you don't feel, like I probably should have just set it to easy but um, I played through the whole thing at normal and there were just parts where it just wasn't where where I was just kind of like trading shots and inching my way forward and not feeling the like not reaching the level of like excitement that I think the game the game works best on where it, it where there's a bit where there's more of a carefree um, run and gun attitude. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a weird balance with um, Call of Duty games, I think, where. Uh, they almost get shoehorned into certain kinds of design and i think they've i think they've uh the different studios have approached this in different ways as the series has gone on but in this one it definitely has that feeling of um you know it's like the the nathan drake uncharted problem of here's something really exciting that's happening uh you mess it up and then you play it all again because you mm-hmm. it like it probably feels the most exciting when you have kind of a perfect run through 
an area like you manage not to get killed and you're just sort of hanging on by the skin of your teeth when you know all these enemies come out of nowhere but there is a lot um this one is like one of the worst offenders for i've played all of these like quite a few times uh these like ps3 era ones and uh or and also 360 era ones and there's like <laughs> something you figure out at a certain point where if you run ahead of your uh ai buddies and kind of like get just behind the enemy and start picking them off from there the enemy falls back faster mm -hmm. so it's like this weird thing where i've sort of muscle memory approached all these games by mm. you kind of like take out the first people who are shooting at you and then run and then like go prone and just hope that your health recovers and then start picking them off and then <laughs> it's uh but it, it's not like a it's a really goofy way to play it so it kind of like messes with um you know the the idea that this is like cinematic or something um i mean there's definitely like i noticed some of that which isn't there in like the like the ones I remember the most are the Modern Warfare game, like the first and second Modern Warfare, because mm -hmm. I played those the most, um, especially the campaigns. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely more in Black Ops in terms of like kind of possibility space than there is in the Modern Warfare games. You know, the levels generally have multiple points of entry. Um, there are like corridor. There's the main corridor. Then there's some side corridors. And you can definitely flank a lot of the encounters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, and and also the prone. Yeah, the prone like really works. Like when you go prone, you can you can kind of avoid getting shot. Um, and I I kind of like it. Kind of it was like a lesson I learned late because they also don't tell you about it at all. I don't think there's any encounter where it's like go prone. I mean there may be yeah, one or two where they're right. like go go prone, but like it's like. It's not like, you know, in other games where it really tutorializes going prone. Like, it reminds me of, like, you know, like, the Rainbow Six games where it's, like, really tactical and, like, you, you know, there's, like, the crouch, there's the prone, and, like, those are all have their approaches. This game, like, has it in there, but really doesn't um, really design the game around it explicitly. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I think, feels... Also, when you talk about, like, it has more kind of openness to it. This one feels more chaotic to me, mm -hmm. just to the firefights feel more, and and not necessarily in a good way. A lot of the times, a lot of the times it feels like when you get through something that, you know, if you die on something twice and you're like, how do I get past this? Kind of, um, you can do the exact same thing and and kind of just make it through, mm -hmm. um, which, yeah, I, I'm not so sure about some of that stuff. I still find, I think Call of Duty games in general just usually feel pretty good just to move around, though. You know, mm -hmm. just the guns all... I don't know. It's like the, the psychotic thing to say, of course, but like the guns feel really good to, to shoot. You know, the, the enemies kind of go down in a number of hits that's not ridiculous, and on normal, you don't... you aren't dying super quickly all the time um in single player at least i'm you know <laughs> in multiplayer i last like half a second um but yeah i think so the one thing though i'll, I'll say i i like this game though mm -hmm. and i think 
the first time I played it, I didn't like it very much. I thought it was kind of overridden, and the corniness of it was too corny for me. And now I kind of almost like how how obnoxiously stupid a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the presentation of this game is. Um, but the thing that's like struck me more over time is I, you know, like replayed a lot of these games and like wrote about different ones and so forth is like the Treyarch games I think are nasty in a way that I appreciate that the Infinity Ward games, Call of Duty games aren't always, I mean, they're, they're, uh, I guess the best way to explain this is like the Infinity Ward games are, they're not graphic all the time or they don't linger on horrible stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. I think they have more and more as time has gone on, but the Treyarch ones are kind of notable for an almost like perverse interest in the way that humans can be killed and Mm. I think that's horrifying and I think that's sort of appropriate for what these games are Um, like there's stuff in this game where there's like a real just like meanness to it where you know there's a part where they're, they're interrogating this guy for information and they're so one part of this game that always sticks out is that part in Kowloon where they break glass and put it in his mouth and start punching him in the face to get information. And it's just like, I think the first time I saw that, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, and the first thought is just like, this is just terrible. But then as I, like, as I play this game, the Black Ops games, and think about them, like, I think there is a certain level of intent to how horrible all these characters are. I don't think these games like their characters. Um, And the corniness kind of like adds to that. I I shouldn't say maybe if it's intentional or not. To me, it it reads as like kind of self-aware, but but God only knows. And I don't know if that even matters. Um, But I'm kind of curious what you thought about this game because there's, I don't know if it even stuck out to you, but for me in this, this one, there's stuff in it that's just like nasty um mm-hmm. i think it's the best way to put it yeah no i definitely picked that up um and yeah i don't even i i, I don't know if i would give it the, the credit that they are critiquing the characters like because i feel like generally it adopts the i mean it it, it kind of adopts the anti-hero mold where you're, you're, the guys you're playing are not necessarily like clean slate heroes or you know but they are still they're still required to get the job done right it's like mm-hmm. it's like war sucks but the, all this stuff is necessary don't worry don't ask too many questions about it um, and obviously black ops goes a long way to try and I think make you I mean I think what it does is it is it it's trying to grapple with with the side of war that's not as like obvious or clean where where you know obviously Call of Duty got its start in World War Two, where it was like just waves of two sides going at each other and um, you kind of knew you know there wasn't that much 
at least in the main battles, like subterfuge. And then mm-hmm. Black Ops, I think, is it's it's really like getting into that Tom Clancy world where there's like, you know, it's um, you know limited warfare, which was the thing that that started to develop where, you know, after nuclear weapons were invented, you you know they can't really have that many normal um, wars like we did. So what does it what does it look like now? I'm like, what does it look like when when it's just about finding like the best tech, the best most deadly technology and and when um, when state powers are, like have to use these these um, I think like I would say independent actors to accomplish their aims and there's mm-hmm. a lot in this game about that in that sense of independence and also um, that like special that special unit bravado of that the, the kind of the cowboy nature where you're like like you're the only one that could do this uh, and like or like when like Robert McNamara is like you're the only one oh, that could fuck. do this yeah yeah <laughs> it's so we, funny. we have to talk about <laughs> some of that stuff yeah uh it's it's great um, did you did you play the the modern warfare uh what reboot whatever from last year the 2019 one i don't think so which one is that it's the one was it just called modern warfare yeah i don't think i've played that one actually oh, okay because a lot of the stuff that you're talking about i think it's kind of interesting like you see there's there is this stuff in modern warfare like you know no russian and yeah all these these things where they're essentially talking about like you know these these kind of engagements that are if if you were found out like your government's not going to help you this is this is uh you know the the most frightening kind of shit of these special forces Mm -hmm. um who aren't bound by typical rules of engagement necessarily um but like what you're talking about too is this idea that and and this was something i wanted to talk about too is like uh call of duty i think it's called conservative a lot and i think it's more kind of like neoliberal maybe the idea that in these games it's like we don't like these people but they have to do what they're doing like it's it's the only way to get things done which you can see how people arrive at that viewpoint but it's it's disturbing and i think it's like (laughs) it's something worth interrogating i think it totally is um and there's definitely like an analog to a lot of like um, how, like the way Hollywood approach, has approached it, I was thinking actually of American Sniper, um, mm-hmm. because um, that like the movie is absolutely like jingoist propaganda, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. where it kind of is using the account of this like really murderous mil- uh, military sniper. Maybe I forget. I don't know if he's in the Navy, but um, and where you know he's like i mean he's definitely like trying to like express the way war like deadens emotions have you seen it i saw it and i i think i (laughs) turned it off halfway through because i was (laughs) i was not in the headspace to deal with the it's a lot there was just so much shit like i i do want to watch it at uh, like i want to try again though because i think it's valuable to watch that thing but at the time i was just like i can't fucking deal with this I think it absolutely um, is because it totally reflects like the modern military ideology where it's like like 
this kind of yeah that idea that it's like yeah we're assholes but we're the only thing between you know standing between you and and um and the end of the world or whatever so with american sniper like the main conflict is this engagement where there's a he's like he's guarding a checkpoint and there's like a woman and her child approaching the checkpoint Mm, and mm-hmm. um, he thinks he sees the like some like I think it's like the like the woman like reaching for like a grenade in her in her jacket, and he's like I don't I don't know if it's a grenade I don't know what to do like like I I have to make this I have to make this split split second decision and like you know like this is this is my responsibility this is my burden I have to um, make this difficult decision and like he shoots her it's, it is a grenade and then like the daughter picks with a grenade. <laughs> Or no, I think it's either the daughter or the mom. One of them dies. The other one picks the grenade to throw it, and they have to shoot the other person. And then it's just like, it's kind of like reveling in like how gnarly the whole situation is, but also like using it to dehumanize the enemy. In yeah. This way, in yeah, this yeah. way where it's like, like these people are monsters, and whatever we need to do to them is justified. Um, and it also sucks for us because we have to do this stuff. Um, but that's just like the reality um, of the situation of, of modern warfare and so this game totally I think has a lot of that that sensibility where um, where yeah like it's really ugly it's really um, nasty and there's you know there's a there's that interrogation scene the scene where, where your your team is getting interrogated the and the one guy gets like the pipe back to the back of his head and like the, oh, Russian, yeah. the Russian roulette yeah the deer um, hunter knockoff yeah uh, where it's just like yeah these are these kind of really straightforward um, these like symbolisms for for the ugliness of war but then like but then it ends up still you know still ultimately like every despite the fact that your character is like literally out of his mind the entire game <laughs> and like hallucinating another person in his head and talking to him while he's also fighting mm-hmm. you're still the good guy you're still like the, the actions you take are still yeah. ultimately necessary to, to to prevent nuclear war at the end of the game so the one part like I agree with you and I think there is so much of this and I think American Sniper is one of those and I I think I'm paraphrasing someone else's observation of of kind of uh, American war movies are in, in like you know 21st century are stories about how war is brutal and it hurts our feelings you know <laughs> to, like to have to do it like yeah. it's like these stories of look at what you made me do and how bad I feel about it like you and and last year's modern warfare is very much a game that ends up essentially and I think it's it's a lot more insidious that game because it it does some historical revisionism that's that is just pure propaganda um which I think was um like a step beyond, I think what Call of Duty has done before in terms of, mm-hmm. of the, the <laughs> malignancy of a lot of the stuff. Because I think you can argue 
points about what these games are trying to say that aren't always anyway whatever it's a whole other conversation Mm. um but uh you know that that was a game very much about like you know you have your veteran special forces and you have like a kind of new recruit and he's shocked by a terrorist attack in london and he's so pissed off about it and he sort of joins up and blah 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 and uh you know one of the things that sticks out at the end is is there's a conversation and they're essentially talking the the rookie who's now experienced and the more experienced captain price guy the mustache guy um are talking yeah but he's like got a different face now in the reboot he's he's young again he benjamin (laughs) buttoned a little bit uh but he essentially says like you know we're we do this uh we cross certain lines so like other people don't have to you know that that (laughs) we're the ones out there who it's almost so then you have this like kind of like martyrdom of of the warrior which you know um there is a, a grain of truth to some aspects of that right like people do fight in wars and and but not every war is created equal you know not every conflict is is the same thing and i think these games kind of suggest that you know you're special it's like really you know respect the troops type stuff like these guys you don't know what they've seen you don't know what they've done so you could sleep comfortably in bed at night um Mm -hmm. and you can use that rationale to justify all, all sorts of horrible shit um definitely anyway it's like a long way around though but like the one thing i was going to say about i i think all that's true and i think it applies to this game but the one thing about this game that is interesting to me is that it doesn't seem to think any of the governments involved are good Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it condemns pretty clearly uh it starts off being pretty direct like red scare type stuff uh, the depiction of Castro in this is fucking absurd. He has yeah. this like, like accent that is not <laughs> what Castro sounded like, and he like you know takes a, a woman in a nightgown. Or I guess this is his body double at the beginning, but still, it's supposed to be Castro when you see it. Mm-hmm. He takes a woman in a nightgown uh, who's like he's been having sex with, I guess, and like holds her as a body shield, and then she's like so fanatical like they say like oh they're they're fanatics for castro like he used her as a body shield and he got shot and then she still tries to kill you um they go crazy bitch (laughs) oh yeah which is a great way to start the game yeah yeah really that whole first part is anyway it's got ice cube in it though it's fun um Mm -hmm. but it, it starts off kind of being like oh yeah this is full on like look at these crazed ideologues in the in the communist uh, countries that are fighting in the cold war but then over time it's like um it it leans into against the americans uh pretty strongly i think the stuff when you meet like mcnamara he's like a cartoon figure mm-hmm. he's still handled with kid gloves but at the same time i don't know how much you can uh, you could get more out of like showing what Na- McNamara was like, 
anyway, I'm, I'm like drifting, but I think there is like the one point that really clarifies it is this flashback where you're playing as that Gary Oldman character, Rez, Rezkov, Reznov. Oh, the, yeah, the Russian guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's showing him and he's like post uh, World War II, like in the fall of 1945, he's like taking part in this mop up mission against like this Nazi holdout. Uh, and then you find that they're there to recover some secret nerve gas technology the Nazis have been working on. They go to get it. They realize they've been betrayed by their own government to get it. So once again, it's like, oh, the Soviets are horrible. But then uh, also <laughs> a bunch of British like SAS soldiers come in and they're like, the Western powers are circling like vultures. Like they want this shit too. And it's mm-hmm. it's this moment where it's just like, no, this like is trying to say that everyone's horrible. It's, it's mm-hmm. talking about like, you know, the very real like that, I think it was, was it Operation Paperclip or whatever, where uh, the Americans were grabbing up Nazi scientists to come and work and start NASA and everything. And, you know, the yeah. Russians were doing the same thing. But it's just this idea that, like, none of these, there's no morality going on here. This is just pure, like, power grab imperialist warfare, you know? Um, and that was something I was thinking about. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like it, 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 it places the major governments in these positions of of untrustworthiness because they are the ones generating these spy groups. That like they are responsible for your existence um, because they are because this is the beginning of the Cold War and um, the Cold War was about not being upfront and honest. And nothing's mm-hmm. more upfront and honest than shooting somebody in the face. So then it, you know, it, it, I think that's, but what happens is like it essentially reframes the, like, since you are the main player and you are the hero, it then like, it kind of um, frames you in this position of being like the only honest broker left. Despite, mm-hmm. I mean, at least like Reznov more like than your character, Alex Mason because he's like basically been brainwashed and to various degrees and you're meant to like not really trust what your your character it's kind of an un uh, trustworthy narrator unreliable narrator situation so like he's like a little compromised but like Reznov you're like okay you know like this this like flashback when he goes to Russia is like that's pretty that's like a well a good setup for like his motivation but then like um but again I think this still feeds into this idea of like that that like that that adulates the black ops or the like secret special forces mentality where like you're the only one who can get things done right because the governments are all corrupt and trying to um capitalize off of off of like nazis and other horrible things and like you're following orders you're doing the job but like you are like there's a clear and explicit awareness that like you guys are on your own in a, in a certain way and like you are mm-hmm. not and you can't really rely on government which is interesting because that's also like how like how like right-wing militias act right yeah <laughs> like there's like I, that mentality there i think i wrote about this somewhere before but i can't <laughs> 
it's <laughs> like freelance life is it means i can't remember if what it was can't, but i can't think it was search your byline well i well fuck a lot of those bylines are <laughs> now yeah. saved as hopefully some of them saved as pdfs um but yeah there is i think that's the thing where you ultimately and i think that's the truest criticism you can always make of the call of duty games is the way that they're structured is uh so many of them i think modern warfare one and i think two although it's been a while since i played two kind of escaped some of this by being really depressing uh (laughs) with the conclusions they draw which is Mm -hmm. good um uh but a lot of these games end up yeah essentially glorifying that like your government will let you down and this sort of like libertarian idea of like the individual is inherently moral and if you can escape you know the the good or a good moral individual can stand up against corrupt systems that are that are messing with him like you know that's like mason's is it mason yeah that's his big breakthrough in this game right at the before the very last mission is he is sort of slapped around enough to realize that he's been brainwashed and uh he kind of comes to and he you know he's always kind of been trying to do what's right but he was being manipulated like this manchurian candidate thing um but he does kind of break through and that's like the big the big moment of revelation and that's you know a lot of these games that's what happens they kind of get disillusioned with their governments and then end up uh taking matters into their own hands to do the right thing Um, yeah like i've done like resno of i want like one point he's like decide what you think is worth fighting for yeah (laughs) that's very much like that theme laid bare where it, it is asking the player not the player but the character the player controls to decide for themselves where like you know who they want to fight for what they want to do um and that is kind of interesting because it's like yeah in one in one sense it is like pro- like at least progressive or radical where it's like you know moving away from call of duty as this um valorization of great wars and great nations and a, and a, and a kind of a admittance that we're beyond that like we're no longer in this space in our politics where that exists like it's just kind of fighting over scraps and and figuring out and like le- leveraging for for power in, a, in like a completely new reality one dominated by um nuclear powers yeah so like that what? is interesting i mean like it is kind of cool like to like grapple with that but i think also then what's interesting about it too is that you then a lot of these games i think don't want to grapple with competing ideologies uh in in like an explicit way so much as they want to uh it's like they always sort of take a little bit for granted that uh, I'm really no, you're right. getting it's, lost a little bit. It's in kind this. of like anti-ideology, like which is like true for a lot of like conservative like positions where it's like I don't care about politics. I just want to protect what's mine. Yeah. And like yeah, all the enemy, all the enemies in the game in this game remain ideologues. Like you're still fighting the Vietnamese. You're fighting communists. Well, for most yeah. of the game. And that's 
also what I'm thinking about in this too is, and I, I wanted to talk to you about this too, like what you thought of these moments that are, you know, uh, I, I think there's something extremely strange and kind of like, kind of like the impression of, of a kid playing with toys of <laughs> like the Vietnam sequences specifically in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and you don't, you don't get the context. Like, I feel like you have to bring the outside context for the game to complicate the enemies. But at the same time, like, I don't know, a smarter game would find a way to talk about why, <laughs> why, like, the NVA and the Viet Cong are trying to kill you. You know, yeah. why they are trying. Like, I at think, least, yeah. like, some throwaway lines, like, something, some context... But oh, I think yeah. you could play this, and and having none, you would just say like, "Look at them; they're they're just monsters." You know? Yeah, they're just like mindless hordes. And maybe the Americans are monsters too, but like, well, these these are monsters. I don't know why. Why are they so angry? You know, like. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, I think that's something I I definitely felt in the, those sections, um, and it, it made me think about how even like just the setting and hit and and period of the game is interesting to me because um you know playing modern warfare like americans are pretty familiar with like the visuals of the iraq war and um like and the the you know all the recent invasions in like afghanistan and Mm -hmm. so like that's 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 a visual like younger people playing these games are familiar with but they're not familiar with even cuba bay of pigs Vietnam, like even like I mean Kennedy is famous, but like, um, like like just having that level of um, iconography, that is so based in a history that most people are just like unless you're really gonna read up on it, you like most people have a, have like a one line understanding of right where it's like we were in Vietnam, and then we left because it sucked, and uh, Kennedy got assassinated, and like um, Castro is in Cuba and like is he's a dictator like like there's so much that yeah you're right like that doesn't get introduced and then like because the game's complicating stuff that was never straightforward like it's stuff that was never like taken for granted um mm-hmm. and so it, and so that that's like a really weird um like narrative setup where you're jumping especially in Vietnam where you just jump right into it and I think it's in the Tet Offensive, or something. I think the main like the main battle is taking place during the Tet Offensive. Yeah, at least one of them is. Um, they're like when they're getting like overrun. Yeah, and you're just like, there's so much around this, like the idea that this like was a turning point in like public opinion about the war, um, mm-hmm. and was like so, um, like like people were just like, oh, these people are actually serious about defending their country what the fuck we need to leave um and yeah none of that comes through obviously because it uh you just have like like hordes of of like asian people shouting and like you know to, to players gibberish and and leaping at the at, and leaping endlessly at the, at the player that part really sucked because I, I didn't realize you had to like kick barrels over Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, it was like just like put 
put a highlight on the barrel or something so I really don't have to kick the barrel over because I died so many times trying to figure out how to push the the push forward but you're just like in these trenches with endless like kind of Vietnamese running toward you and just like mowing hundreds down um and it's not even like it, it's not even what you're there for it's not even important like well, that's not, the <laughs> that's like the weird thing and the thing that's always like i think i appreciate this game on a general level and the thing that's always struck me though is like uh i always imagine this game is having a lot more variation in like the time periods that it shows but it really in, in terms of the historical like or or real battles and so forth that it's showing it's really just it's some vietnam stuff and mm-hmm. some stuff in loud that's like turned into um that's like kind of made with like an apocalypse now filter on it um yeah. but uh getting yeah getting like a helicopter I, shoot up a bunch of villages and <laughs> Listen to some stones and some credence. Oh, God. The music is just, like, so on the nose. It's, yeah. Although, in terms of campiness and so forth, there's something to be said about, and intentional or not, but when you are on that, uh, uh, was it a swift boat or something, and you're listening to Sympathy for the Devil when you're just fucking mowing down (laughs) people, and you're like you know the americans and it's there's something grotesque about that that feels kind of like to me i always read that part as like very pointed it's so fucking corny and it's so it's such like a it's one of those like call of duty like overwhelming force kind of moments where they're there's something kind of chilling where they're like look at this how superior the firepower is on one side here Uh and these people are they have no chance and you know, you got your sympathy for the devil playing, and yeah, th- there's something about that that works for me. Um, but what I was gonna say though is like when I so when I look back on this though, I always think like it's not entirely, it doesn't have so much uh, Vietnam War uh, stuff in it, but it it does. And then I like think about this game, and I'm like, this should have been a Vietnam War game. Like it should have, it should have said this is what we're talking about, and you know uh, approached it with the same level of um kind of like we're going to give this more context in the way that they do when they're you know redoing uh the western or the european theater in western europe in in world war ii games like like go go into it like explain like what's going on here what is the tet offensive you know like show like the fall of Saigon and stuff like show some of these things happening like give the player some kind of context because in a weird way like as dumb as a lot of stuff in this game is it kind of expects you to know the context like the, yeah, the historical context cra- of what's happening crazy because no like no one who plays this game like is like so such a small percentage of people who play this game are would know they just like it's it, like I said, it feels like Iraq would be like one thing, but it's like it's like a historical period that you really aren't going to be aware of off the bat. Like part of me wondered if Americans just got a better education on Hell, the Vietnam War. Not, no, <laughs> but I, I never not. like. Yeah. I feel like I've never heard that like it's taught 
particularly well in high school or anything. No, no, um, it's not like. I mean, I think I did paper. I did a paper on it in high school, but also like I had to do my own research. Like it wasn't like. Yeah. Like, and and it was like a pretty good school. Like I don't, it's like. There, there's coverage, obviously. Like it's it's, mentioned like enough mentioned, but it's also not it's like very much one of those things that most people want to forget and that's true Mm -hmm. for a lot of like a lot of those wars um i mean like i don't think anybody ever got an education in the the korean war for example which is like really fucked up considering that like it has effects today like it it absolutely like is extremely relevant to the north korea like issues and then like you have like constant news reporting on North Korea without anybody understanding the fact that we like bomb North Korea into rubble and like drop more bombs in like than we had in World War Two, and it's all <laughs> yeah. it's all this stuff where you're just yeah like a lot of that stuff you're just left to figure it out on your own as you grow up yeah, yeah. or or just be like why do they hate us or you play a Call of Duty and you're like um don't give a fuck what's next where's where's Reznov bro <laughs> gonna yeah shoot a bunch of vietnamese my way to like getting to this checkpoint um yeah i I know there's also there's something kind of like belittling in a sense about uh also showing this kind of stuff and it's weird because you're fighting these battles like alongside marines Mm -hmm. and so forth in it and but your mission is in in i think in any of those is never to like assist the americans yeah uh, i think like once or twice you get do you even in those sections get an escort ever from like the soldiers is that ever the point like um, help them so they can help you i think so i mean there are parts where you have to clear an area out to like move forward or to escape or to get like airlifted right like there's one where yeah. you're like in a city and like you have to like use the chopper to like yeah, shoot yeah. Up buildings and like um and that feels like you're part of like the main you know army because you're kind of like there's soldiers everywhere and like you have to like defend yourself and defend the soldiers but like yeah like you said like it's it's they're complete they're totally ancillary to your mission um and it's yeah because like, your mission yeah. in those is always like you you want to find uh the soviets right or you're trying to find the defector at one point who yeah and then you're chasing down the six (laughs) they love the rock huh (laughs) (laughs) nova six is i haven't seen the rock since i was like 12 but that was called in the rock no i (sighs) fuck what's it called but it it looks the same it's Uh like these green vials that uh, had this green mist and then the people like break out in these horrible blisters and stuff when it goes yeah, off yeah yeah no, um, and that's like um yeah i was thinking about i don't know like i was thinking about how it was also like fucked up when you also realize the fact that like we dropped chemical weapons on vietnam like like we had agent orange and like yeah um, other like and like napalm and, and like deforestants to like to just like weaken the Viet Cong and like those were chemical weapons so like our government was doing that and like we were kind of like you're in the middle of a war where you're supposed to apparently acquire this this one so it doesn't affect the US but like 
just that cognitive yeah. dissonance is like is only there if you read deeper into it and then you have this and that's always been the danger of the call of duty games is like they shore up um like ideologies that um that don't that don't allow for any nuance and like that don't um and that can sometimes be read as like critical of these engagements but ultimately like reify them because it is just about like doing the doing the thing and, and getting through getting through the battles and having fun doing so mm-hmm. um and then if you don't, don't like yeah if you don't do any like further research into like why were we in vietnam like no one is going to like care or notice or or or, or, re- or think about it because it is like it is like a, the game treats it as a backdrop yeah and i'm I'm interested to, I'm interested to replay, Blops Two, mm-hmm. Blop Blopsta, um, Blops Two, be, because it uh, goes even, it has even more of this and is even more. No, it's not even more cursory. It's but it, it briefer. It shows different stuff like I, the invasion of Panama is in it. Yeah. Um, and I think about this stuff when I like kind of have like almost a not a knee jerk reaction, but they've shown uh, this is too off topic. We can get back, but they've shown a trailer for the I think it's it's the Blops version of what they did with Modern Warfare, where they're it's called Call of no, but this one's a sequel to this or something. It's called Call of Duty Cold War Black Ops Black Ops Cold War. I think it's Black Ops Cold War kind of redundant <laughs> um but they showed this trailer where your character is like being assigned uh, covert missions by reagan mm-hmm. and the initial response obviously is like look at this like mm-hmm. what the fuck is reagan in this game but part of me thinks like i want to see what they're doing with this i i don't have high hopes um but also i feel like when you're a critic it's good to say well just because like just because they're showing Reagan here like wh- what's what's going to be the point of this you know what is uh I don't think that they'll just be like Reagan was great you know the, to me that's there's not a lot of like precedent for that mm-hmm. um but I but I think about these games like the way that they approach this history and I don't know. I'm kind of like drifting a field here. I think they're always trying to do something, but you can always kind of boil it down inevitably to like, what is the core message? Like, they usually leave these games where if you just kind of like ignore that they're so much spectacle and just like bombarding you with all these different scenarios and uh, like gameplay premises and, and so forth, they usually end with like, well, this is what we think about this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I I don't know, like, yeah, I think you are probably more optimistic than I am about their, the, the, the amount of, like, thinking they're doing about this, because, I, like, it really feels for me, to me, that they are, like, it's, like, the equivalent of putting on a plastic Reagan mask, right, like, where it's, like, historical leader, that's fun, and kind of, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, say, like, with this game, like, after you wrap up the campaign, it like puts you in Kennedy's shoes shooting zombies. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it sure does. Um, and you and do like have Nixon's a little Nixon. There. 
like a like a, like the the not a real not actual Nixon like a, like a caricature somebody like doing a Nixon SNL bit um, and and like and that was like oh it really is like you're like these are like it's like the playing with army figures right playing with dolls where you take these like really super famous historical figures and we're like it's kind of cool that we can now put them in a video game especially when the audience is somebody who's just not familiar with them and then like mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like kind of attach a por- importance to the game through their outsized historical importance and like and then and and I think it's like I wonder but even even beyond that I like it's hard to understand like it's hard to like really like like because it's not that I think they're smart <laughs> it's that I think it's like sometimes like inscrutable like what they're doing like where you're like with McNamara, McNamara for example like being like an a quest giver <laughs> quest giver Robert McNamara um, yeah. like you're like no one fucking could care about McNamara. Like, like he, like, I mean, like, yes, like, <clears throat> like, if you were alive during Vietnam, he was very important. But, like, you know, he's no Kissinger. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's kind of just, like, he was, like, he's the ultimate state bureaucrat. Um, yeah, he's a pretty evil dude, too. But, like, McNamara. Yeah, but in the, in the way he's a kind of, like, a soulless, like, husk of a person yeah where he's just like i'm going to calculate bombs to like uh yeah. villages over x and that's how i'm gonna win the war mm-hmm. like he just wanted to like he was trying just trying to game the war which is it's just definitely like pretty soulless and like um yeah horrifying but also like not that not really not charismatic or interesting as a video game character right where he's like why would they want to recreate this guy so like it was kind of interesting to me that, but that's, that it did that. So, like, part of me then thinks that... Because I, I think about this a lot when it comes to certain things where I wonder sometimes about when we say, uh, you're okay, here, Reagan walks into this game. Or, you know, or Kennedy. Or, you know, the, they show flashes of things. You see uh, Lyndon Johnson and, like, Ho Chi Minh and... Mm-hmm. Um, and Khrushchev, and you're supposed to, you know, it's you know it's important because maybe you've seen these faces before. Yeah. Um, but I wonder how much, like, when I was growing up, I think I would see stuff in, like, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid is an example. I'd play that game, and they would reference things that I didn't know about. Perestroika. And, <laughs> <laughs> they would talk, yeah, about perestroika. They would talk about like uh, the Gulf War, you know, uh, these different things, and it would like be this like flash in my brain of like, oh, this is something I'm supposed to know about. Like, I better go know about this because it's being discussed in a way that is saying, well, well, we know about this. We don't need to stop and explain everything to you. Like, you, you're capable of of going and and uh you know educating yourself about different topics and that was like a thing i always thought about like when i was a kid watching movies that were for adults where you'd watch like i don't know this is a completely made up example but say like 
one of those Harrison Ford Clancy movies or something. Mm -hmm. I don't think I actually really watched any of those as a kid, but I remember seeing them. <laughs> seeing my dad watch them and think, <laughs> oh, these, these are like action movies, but boring. Um, uh, but, you know, you'd like see these things for adults and they would just reference like uh, some conflict or some important figure. Or you'd watch a Vietnam movie uh, and they would reference... Uh, they would reference different like groups. Like I didn't know the difference between uh, like Vietnamese regular army and and the Viet Cong. Like when I was a kid, but I wanted to know because I was like, this is just being shown here. And so, anyway, so like a big roundabout way of saying like I wonder about when you show things in media if there's like this tendency for people to be like, we'll offer um, a really like clear opinion of it right now as you're showing it whereas i think it's fine to like have mcnamara show up and maybe there's you can imply the subtext of like the dehumanization in this game of like this brainwashed character like trying to break out of the mold you think of that what you will over time but like maybe there's something to the fact that you have this soulless mcnamara and, and you know his reputation mm -hmm. maybe you've seen the fog of war or something or read books about uh, Vietnam and like maybe it's okay to just show these figures and say if you don't know kind of like why we're plopping them down here it's like less to be like hey look look there they are here's someone you should know and more to say well this is just a figure from the time that would be in this scenario and do you know what I mean no, that was, I, I, sorry that was like I, I, a really no, I think that's actually really good way like comparing it to to Mal Garrett is really apt um, because it like because for me like that that makes it feel like it's it's sort of the thing where it's like the writers of the game probably read like read the history and did research and then um, it's almost like well, of course, you got the McNamara in it, you know? Like, he's, he was there. Like, uh, and Kennedy, of course. And, like, let's, let's, uh, let's talk to the artists and get them to, like, start mocking up these, these characters. Like, it, it's a little bit, I think, I don't know if it's, like, because I think when Kojima does it, it's, like, there's a little bit of, like, showing off your library. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think there's definitely some of that here where it's, like, you know, these games are elevated because we're shooting real historical figures in the face <laughs> versus yeah. nameless people. Um, yeah, and 100%. Yeah, and I think that's definitely... And I think that's for sure the impetus behind Reagan. Um, and I I would be very like skeptical of the idea that there's going to be much more than that. Like, where it's like, oh, we're going to question, like, Reagan... What the f he's he's not that good guys like we're gonna subvert this like no he's probably just gonna be a quest giver <laughs> and then like like, like same as McNamara he's gonna enter the scene give you a quest maybe there'll be some inside joke about his, about his presidency and then he'll walk off like I think that's he'll eat a jelly bean he'll eat a jelly bean he'll uh, stutter he'll like kind of forget what he was talking about um, and shake some jowls and then I mean, that's Nixon but you get the idea um, <laughs> but yeah I got like and 
yeah, I think that like that's like the that is that is like their role. Like they're kind of like footnotes for yeah. for like the game's like legitimacy. Yeah. I yeah. I see what you mean with that too. Um I I mean my suspicion with the the Reagan thing is that this new Black Ops is going to be like most Call of Duty games where you are playing morally compromised characters who end up saving the world or averting some enormous catastrophe and you know Reagan being there is is just because he is the president of the United States at the time. Yeah, it's like so he's he's sanctioning what's happening. Like what is but, what is the likelihood of of him actually giving orders directly to you? Probably pretty low. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. uh, but they're going to put him in there because it's cool. You know. He looks really realistic. Well, and it's Yeah. All like all I'm saying with that sort of thing though is that I think there is it like almost does critics a disservice like for all of us to not be open to the possibility that you can read something out of it even you know even regardless of what the actual intent is Mm -hmm. you know like true that having these characters there might be saying like having reagan there sending you off to like fucking who knows maybe he's maybe there's a mission where and i wouldn't put it past this game uh this upcoming one and to have no no proper context for it but maybe you're going and dropping off some arms for some right-wing paramilitaries in south america yeah you know and having reagan kind of sanctioning something like that like that's something right but that might not be like that would be something to read into of them saying like linking an administration more closely to the actions of these violent actions of these characters hmm. um, but anyway like I don't want to speculate too much about it I just thought it was kind of interesting like in in view of the historical figures who show up in this game and I think it will be also very <laughs> something to discuss I don't know if you've played Black Ops 2 yet or not no I have not but, okay. Yeah, it should be interesting. I'm very curious to play it, and then, you know, just like knowing that Oliver North was such a big part of the story, um, just yeah. feels like I'm in for some fun, uh, you know, historical revisionism. Yeah, there's some, there's some uh, historical figures you may be surprised to see <laughs> pop up who you uh even get to fight alongside yeah some in some outsized personalities from <laughs> from history but um it's a bit like uh, assassin's creed where you get to like you know do missions with like da vinci yeah black black ops one and two definitely have that uh some of that and and two i think even more so has the feeling of like hey you're i don't want to tell you because i want you to <laughs> i want to hear your reaction once you experience some of this but there's things like if you were in this conflict what are the odds that you'd be hanging out with like an important figure from one of the sides of the conflict (laughs) 
Um, all I'm saying is there's one part in Afghanistan, and if they had had a little bit more chutzpah, you should have been fighting alongside bin Laden. I think that would have been... Yeah, agreed. Like, come on, Call of Duty. You got so yeah, much you money. You had it right you in front could, of you. You could stand up to Fox News saying, new video game. <laughs> you get to play as Bin um, Laden. What was the Call of Duty where in- like, they like, had, had to change it because you were able to play as terrorists? I think that was Medal of Honor. Oh, wow. Because I think, I think it was like... I think you could play as... I think it might have been the Taliban. Oh, yeah, it might have been the Taliban. I think that, that sounds familiar. Because I think that one... Uh, I didn't finish playing the second Medal of Honor because there was some part where it bugged out. <laughs> uh, but the first one, I think, was set like actually during... Uh, like a specific period in the Afghanistan war. Um, it is just so weird that we make these games where we like it's reenact these wars through like a action movie framing. But there is, yeah. I felt like this weird chill and like a really like morbid curiosity when there was footage shown at the time we were recording this pretty recently of this. VR Medal of Honor game actually mm. that's like World War 2 VR yeah. experience uh, Omaha Beach in your VR headset like experience like aerial combat mm. <laughs> World War and there, there is something I, I'll never be able to square entirely I think like it's always worth talking about with um no, I mean, you, yeah. you can talk about I agree I think it's because it's like yeah this game has outsized influence like these games do like this yeah. is like a huge chunk of what video games are it's Call of Duty like in terms of like just like output and audience reach um, yeah. so like we could like basically we could we can imagine anything and so but we are choosing to imagine uh, being soldiers in a country that where there is no draft anymore and there is no uh, and for most most people don't really choose or have to fight in wars like um, why is yeah why is this game so compelling to people yeah basically like why do we like where is yeah where's the hook yeah and I think it's on so many different levels. And I think that's why I'm always interested in every new Call of Duty. They always feel like there is... I feel like they deserve to be uh, looked into and argued about a lot more than they often are when they're just sort of dismissed as jingoistic trash. I think that's... Um, a bit too simple mm-hmm. for for the kind of stuff that should maybe be pulled out of them and held up and looked at and and then there's so many arguments to be had about what that stuff is saying and also why it's being said mm. um and like you know you mentioned again to uh oliver north consulted on the second one and it's you know you get also into the there's different layers to these games there's the text themselves and then there's also the uh you know that 
there's that great Simon Parkin, I think it was Simon Parkin piece from years ago where he, uh, I think it was for Eurogame or maybe where he followed the link between firearms uh, licensing costs yeah. and Call mm-hmm. of Duty. Yeah. And so you can talk about these games and you could have one of these games where I think it's like the most brilliant, uh, like scathing takedown of American military imperialism and it could be just you know like a great work of art and then at the same time you're going to have the multiplayer modes you're going to have the military consultations you're going to have uh, the firearms uh, licensing money also there's, you know? there's a Guardian article I think the thing also by Simon Parkin where um, he points out that the director Dave Anthony of this one and the second one after the second one went on to join the DOD like he works for the Department right. of Defense now. Uh, so, that's that's heartening. Yeah, that's something. When did he? What's that? When did he join? Um, this is after uh, Black Ops Two. I guess there's a different writer for the there the, the subsequent Black Ops. There's that David. The list of writers on these games is long. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot a lot of incidental incidental dialogue to add. I'm sure. Um, you gotta have. Yeah, you gotta have Ice Cube yelling. He has a lot of barks. <laughs> he a lot of barks. Um, but yeah, well, Dave Anthony is the director of at least Black Ops One, and I think Two. Um, and oh, okay. then he's also the one of the writers, and um, he like I think it's like saying six months after he left his job on the on the Call of Duty series, he received an unexpected call from Washington D.C. from a former Pentagon <laughs> official who serves in the DoD. Or he did serve in the DOD, and had been watching his son play Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and said that he was struck by the realism and authenticity in the game and in the story. Uh, so struck uh, by it, <laughs> in fact, that he'd been compelled to track me down, <laughs> says Anthony. Oh, fuck. So it's like, yeah, wow. it's like pretty amazing. The uh, Treyarch 2 <laughs> White House Pipeline. <laughs> Pentagon pipeline. That's where it, that's um, where it's like really interesting. Where I'm just like, I kind of want to look more into like it's like I feel like this is how the army sees itself, or at least like like the the military, where it's like kind of like these slightly amoral operators, at least like those in like who are yeah. in like career military, right? Where it's like they're not seeing each other as like seeing themselves as white knights or or like paragons. They're renegades. To, to quote Mass Effect, you know, they're they're punch they're punching mm-hmm. reporters in the face if they can, to 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 get yeah. their to get their resolution and like, so it's like, I think that's a really important um, counterweight to weigh against the idea any idea of subversion of of na- normal narrative norms like or like where it's like oh this you know in a, in a normal you know like a, in a classic war movie like you got good guys and bad guys and and we have like very similar plot structures but in a modern warfare game there's like oh this feels wrong like this feels um there's like there's a gray area of how i'm how i'm approaching this but then if the military also is 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 kind of replicating that ideology where they're saying yeah they're how we operate it has to be more like you know it's basically the 24 ideology where it's like um we have to be shitty to save the world um and then 24 yeah. obviously influ- influence this like 
uh, policy. <laughs> like, the person in charge of, like... Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Yeah. yeah, and that's the horrifying thing about, uh, you know... I mean, you and I grew up in the Iraq War era where you would see the adults having apparently reasonable conversations about, you know, the, uh, the efficacy of waterboarding and, and was Abu Ghraib really that bad? You know, like, aren't we just doing what needs to be done? Um, and, uh, yeah, of course that will be, that's, that's part of why, you know, I think calling these games conservative is too easy. I think they're a bit more, they they reflect a bit more of the the more confusing murk of of this shit is bad and uh these guys aren't you know wearing these guys aren't like star-spangled heroes all the time uh saluting the flag they're compromised tough sensitive feeling people who are sad about all the the torture and extrajudicial killings yeah you know but it's, yeah like, it's like, it basically looks like what is this, what is the new version of jingoism look like like instead of yeah. just like yeah right writing it off as jingoism then and know. it's like jingoism in like a more like imperial rather than just like blindly like nationalist sense right mm-hmm. like yeah it's like ideology right like it becomes this thing of yeah and i guess that's what you what you end up saying too with this with Black Ops 1 is like the fight becomes like well what system are you trying to preserve rather than what country are you trying to preserve you know yeah. which is uh, a big topic and, <laughs> you know? and yeah I guess we'll see where they go with it I'm sure amazing places can't wait <laughs> oh, the, oh the places you'll go oh the people uh, I guess we should say too that. Well, well, do we want to wrap up this one? Yeah, is there... yeah. I mean, I think I pretty much. I feel like there's nothing more to talk about with this series, but I think I'm looking forward to like kind of getting more games under my belt. Um, I think that'll help influence like. Like the overall takeaway. Yeah, I think like some of the conversations we're having about this one are also ones that we'll definitely want to have. I was going to say that uh, we're going to do podcasts on two and three as well uh following on this one is the, so definitely with two there's not a four right is there four there is four but the it's mainly multiplayer and then the there's like some kind of solo stuff it's like it's bizarre it's i wrote a thing for u.s gamer that was like kind of a black ops retrospective ish kind of mm-hmm. thing but it was mainly making the case for black ops 4 being the perfect culmination of black ops because it was just like this completely nihilistic endless multiplayer bloodbath and i was like yeah it might make more sense to talk about that after you've played two and three okay. like these games are just like like inferno-esque <laughs> in terms of like and, and that may color some of my opinion about like a more positive opinion of Black Ops One. Uh, it's like seeing where this little sub series goes. Um, that, they are, 
aware that war is hell is like one thing that is a is a consistent theme i mean like even the the marketing for the game like the cover is just like i keep i have it open on my screen it's like this this ghoulish looking like cloaked figure holding a million guns and like you can't see their face does he have like a broken off handcuff he has like wires i think on his wrists like okay that's what it is i think it yeah it looks it's not it looks doesn't look like a comfortable bracelet or anything maybe it's a handcuff (laughs) (laughs) he's holding two guns he's he's holding the two guns so it's showing off that mechanic i I love (laughs) you can talk about whatever you want but at the end of the day you got you can fire two guns in this game damn straight (laughs) sure can i love that like when you look back at like halo 2 uh, uh, this this game this like cultural artifact and the only thing i knew about it for a long time before i got a chance to play it was that this time you could fire two guns (laughs) at once (laughs) which is like a good reminder like i don't know maybe no one gives a shit (laughs) about a lot of the stuff that we were talking about no, I, I mean, definitely no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, or not no one, but a lot of people don't, do not give a shit about no. that level but, of discussion about <laughs> Black Ops. No. But I think it's important to... Yeah. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always up to, uh, to talk too much about Call of Duty games. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited that we're going to be... Too. We're going to be doing more of these. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's, it's fun to think um, about. Yeah. So I guess if if that's it, then let me bring it on home. Let's do it. Um, Stay frosty, dude. <laughs> I like that part when he's in, uh, when they're in, uh, is it Kazakhstan or something? And he's like, it was so cold, fucking ice cube was right at home. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, there is stuff in this game that is. Uh, it's maybe one thing we didn't touch on is how ridiculous like there's a lot of like like you uh made clear at the beginning of this episode there's a lot of chugging guitars and uh the very end of the game when you win which is maybe uh something worth mentioning quickly there's a an american flag when you like surface from underwater and there are all these battleships and then like a bunch of like fighter jets like flying formation above you and it's like yeah it's definitely like the Um, end of like um under siege or like uh top gun or something like very like out of control like like symbolism and imagery um yeah also like that one like i will mention that one guy like you're you're the guy you work with is like brooks or something or i forget like the he's like he's the one only one who survives (laughs) Um, uh, and he's like invincible <laughs> because you're like, what's up with this guy? Oh yeah, he just like he just survives oh, yeah. through sheer anger. He's like a really he's a oh. really angry guy. Woods. Woods. Yeah. 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 He's uh, that's like his, pretty much his whole character. Yeah. He's just like you'll super see more. angry, and then like the Hudson, the CAA guy, who's just like like missed like bald guy with sunglasses. Like, just the characters are just it's... really like. They just didn't He's, spend too much time figuring out what they would look like. He's the ice cube. And he puts on his sunglasses again toward the end, and then the guitars squeal. 
<laughs> and then at the very end of the game, uh, they show uh, that uh, Christ Mason, yeah, Mason was was very very strongly suggested to have uh, assassinated uh, JFK. Yeah, that was her. Was really funny because you f- you find out when you're like murdering um, the main bad guy, uh, Dragonov mm-hmm. or Drago. I forget his name. It sounds like Dragon. It sounds like every like Call of Duty villain. Um, yeah. And uh, he's you're like I didn't kill the president, and he's like, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, there's a part where he's like breaking free of his brainwashing too and he's hearing all these things and they're like Oswald was compromised yeah yeah so they had to send in Mason yeah. but yes I wish they had just left it with <laughs> I didn't kill him didn't you <laughs> are you sure yeah so good um anyway sorry that was trying yeah, to wrap was this important. up but... it was important to mention the main, the main yes. crew, the main actors. Yes. Um, so, yeah, this bullet points. Uh, go read the website, Bullet Points Monthly. Um, I think when this goes up, we'll just be about to start a themed edition for September that is about afterlives in games, which uh, we kind of just... Uh, we want to cover Spirit Fair and Necro Barista. Uh, and they're both games about death and the afterlife. So tune in for that cheery business. Oh, um, yeah. It's going to be that'll great. be September. What's it's that? going to be great. I'm excited. Better be, or else we're <laughs> just going to, or else it's just going to be sad. Um, so we'll be doing that. We just wrapped up a month on Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, which you should read. It was all freelancers for that month, which was uh, which was fun to do actually. Um, and the month before that was The Last of Us Two, which was a bigger than usual month. So also lots of freelancers. We've had lots of freelancers lately, which is uh, great and good, and we like doing that. And we can only do that because of uh, the Patreon. So. Uh, if you want to help us keep doing stuff and allow us to pay other people to write stuff, uh, please consider supporting Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bullet points. And then kind of dovetails into other stuff that's on there, which is if you support the Patreon at $5 a month or more, uh, Yusuf and I are also playing through Final Fantasy XIII. Which is a lot like Black Ops. Very, very similar, actually. Yeah, yeah uh, you can dual wield uh, submachine guns. In... Can you actually? Does Saz, does he, he, he dual wields? Yeah, I feel like we need to do like a, a mock-up cover of Saz in the Black Ops pose. <laughs> with, yeah, just brooding yeah. with like... The fucking chocobo on his head. <laughs> Damn. With the chocobo, it's like wearing I think night I vision goggles. I need to do this now, for the for the episode, yeah. for the uh, series. It doesn't make yes, any sense. Please do. But only, <laughs> it's only funny to us. But it's a, only know. for real bullet points yeah, heads. The no, real the deep, crossover real heads. <laughs> get it. Uh, so yeah, so if you support the Patreon five dollars 
a month or more. There's that. We're working through that. And there's other stuff on there. I played through all of Kingdom Hearts with uh, former editor Astrid and talked about all of those. So there's a bunch of that stuff. And then former editor Ed Smith and I also keep doing this uh, Industry Minute, which is industry news, but not serious. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I guess the last thing to say is that we are part of the Superculture Network, which uh, right now is us and Bad End Podcast, um, who you should be listening to. They do a really good show. Uh, And they're smart and funny and good people. So go listen to Bad End and stay tuned to Superculture stuff uh, as as we do more things going forward. Is that it? I think I said all the things. I think you did. I think we're good. Let's, let's uh, Yusuf, get on home. Pew, pew, where can people find pew, you? Brap, brap, brap. You should do the ADR for the yeah. next for Black Ops Cold War. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call them up. They might, they're, probably, they're probably still working on it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, I'll let them know. I can, I can help out. Yeah, I bet they don't have the sound <laughs> no, effects yeah, figured out yet. Yeah, like just like Windows error sounds. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter on, at, at YumiU and yeah that's where I keep my words and uh, press releases personal press releases yeah uh, that uh, piece you wrote for Uppercut was good hey appreciate it yeah it was, it was fun to you write should, people should go and read that it's about like uh, well you wrote it What's, what would be a good uh, yeah. top level summary yeah uh, it was kind of like kind of a sort of looking at where voice acting in video games is now in a response to the animation world coming to terms with the fact that they have not been like super uh, like basically they have not been like casting people of color for characters of color that assiduously and are in many cases are trying to rectify that but we're not really hearing much from the game world and so kind of talking about that and also just what it means to really um i think to to foster and support authenticity in voice acting in games and you know the, the things that go into that so yeah it's good i recommend it i think you should read it and that's it yeah ending shows is hard uh you can find me on twitter at reed mccarter uh bullet points is on twitter at bullet points vg and uh bulletpointsmonthly.com xoxo see you later uh we'll be back we'll be back with blops 2 all right that's it